It's hard to believe that you're only 18 years old and you've been told you'll spend the rest of your life in this facility. What I believe is it's possible that I could be here the rest of my life. I'm working on my peer to this day. But you say me 18, it's people here 16 years old with, with natural lives. You know, 17. They ain't having established nothing in the world. You know, but growing up. And they stuck in here with a natural life, you know. I mean, it needs to change. Something has to change. There's uh, some mothers out there that their sons may be buried. And sometimes I feel like that with Corey, that it's just, it, it, it's a part of me, you know, I feel like, you know, cause he's so much of him being, so much taken out from, taken away from him, from, uh, you know, being incarcerated for the rest of his life. Sometimes you feel like he's dead? Well, a part of him, you know, because he's out, you know, he's, He's, he's not out here in the real world like he would say it, you know, and uh, he's missing out on a, a, a whole lot. What's going on? What's happening, everybody? Welcome once again to the Corrected Fella Podcast. I'm the infamous one, as always, G Frage. And uh, you can catch me and my boy, Saul G, every Monday on the Brown Paperback Podcast, Wednesday on the Purple Peel Politic. You can catch his show every Saturday at 7, the, the Comic Kang. I can still can't pronounce it, but uh, that's when he do his thing on the uh, comic books and movie reviews and stuff like that. And uh, just welcome... Welcome, everybody. Listen, tonight, I, I got a, this show going to be dope. I ain't even going to lie to you. This, this shit going to be really, really dope because of the person that I'm bringing on, man. It's a, uh, it, in life, you meet people and you meet them in uh, not normal circumstances. And this brother that I met, I met him on social media and we formed a bond. We all got just like this nice circle and everybody that's going to tune in, y'all know what time it is. But we're going to be talking some heat tonight. And I, I'm just so happy that this brother accepted the invite. And I want to bring my man on, Jonesy. Jonesy, what's, going what's on, happening, my brother? brother? What's going on, my what's brother? Up? I appreciate the invite, man. I appreciate it, brother. Salute, salute. No, I mean, we didn't have the opportunity to be on shows together, and the chemistry and the information and the wisdom was there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, this is what I want to talk about tonight. There's no other fitting person other than you. you know? And before we do that, I, I want you to do something for me real quick. Talk about Wasted Talent Podcast, the Podfather, man. Go ahead and talk about it for a minute. Hey, well, you know, man, you know, I got into the, this podcasting thing, man, to try to, um, you know, bring some more perspective to the whole political arena and, you know, the hip-hop world, 
you know, because I, I like I kind of I've always been like the kind of cat that's been like an older brother to a lot of people. You know what I mean? I wanted to try to mentor the next generation and kind of control the cool. You know, we we mm-hmm. I want to curate the information that's coming out to our community because we're not getting the proper. You know, like you get guys like not to mention people, man, but like, you know, you got guys that do their podcast like like DJ Vlad. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's put him out there. Right. You know, this is a guy who is not representing our culture properly. He's not even part of our culture at all. Culture vulture. So so basically, man, that's 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 pretty much what we try to do in the Waste of Talent podcast, man. We try to make sure that we curate the information that's coming into our community. And you know what? We welcome other communities on the Waste of Talent podcast to listen in. But I want to make sure that we're getting a balanced and uh and, and just just more of a balanced look at things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm with it, I, and that's why I say I, I I dig it. I listen to it all the time, and I mean it's it's powerful. You know. And uh, I salute you. It's like anytime you want me to come on there, I, I'm, I'm I'm available, my brother. Anytime. Nah, bro. I, you know what? I, I that's that's basically what I was. You know, like when I first started, I didn't feel like I was ready to even have guys like you guys on because I was a fan of all of y'all. I listened to all of y'all podcasts and watched and stuff like that. And you know, I wanted to make sure that when when I asked that favor, that I'm prepared for it. I think I'm prepared now. <laughs> so I definitely got to have you on now, brother. <laughs> I got you. Like I say, I'm ready to, you know, anytime you let me know, I don't care if I have to rearrange my schedule. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Appreciate All you, right? bro. No doubt, no doubt. Listen, as people can, well, on the what's the name, you can see that tonight's conversation that we're going to have, and that's what I like to have conversation because I like to have them based in information, inspiration, and mobilization. Like, I don't want to just put that out there for entertainment purposes only. I want to put something out there, as Pac would say, spark the brain. You know, hopefully the information we put out there can spark the brain to change the world. And especially in this era that we live in now with social media, like, for example, I'm down here in Georgia, you up there in, in, in Jersey, and we can we can connect and communicate and then put the information out there so there's no excuse on why uh, a lot more people are not doing it, especially when they consider themselves intellectuals. They be want to be stingy with the information. They want to just yeah. hold it back. And that part pisses me off. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't tell me that you got the blueprint on how to make a million dollars, but yet you won't share the information unless I pay fifty nine ninety nine a month or some goofy shit yeah. like that. You know, yeah. that, that part kills me. But, you know, and we have it like this where you could just put it out there and, and let the uh, uh, chips fall where they lay. You, you know? know, a lot of people don't really want to improve the world. A lot of people want to benefit off of the world. They want to benefit around the people that are around them, but they don't want to give anything back. You know, and and that that is more so the rule than the exception. And and now, you know, you get guys like us who we're on the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Whatever I, whatever I can do to help you, you know what I mean? If I can't if I can't help you, I'm not gonna hurt you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I but I'm always receptive to sprinkling some game on anybody. If if I got it, you got it. That's yeah. just how I feel, you know what I mean? And I feel like if more people would like that, society'd be a lot better, you know. No, I totally agree. That's what knowledge. I mean, now I said knowledge is wealth. So if we have it, then let's let's make somebody else wealthy by expanding their intellect based off the information that we have. You know, and I, and, I, and I totally agree with you on that. Uh, let's jump off into it, because like I said, this is man, this is going to be some heat and it's dealing with the Willie Lynch syndrome. Now, it's been challenged from time to time. People say, well, it wasn't real or whatever. But however, if we look at what he wrote. To the uh, uh, the slave masters, you know, at that time when he wrote that letter, he said that you know if they applied these methods, right, 
that they will be in control of slaves for over 300 years. First, I should ask you, you familiar, I know you're familiar with the Willie Lynch. Yeah, I mean, the Willie Lynch letter was, was an urban myth. You know what I mean? We know mm-hmm. that based off of some of the um, some of the rhetoric that he used. You know what I mean? Uh, we know that based off of the fact that, you know, Willie Lynch was born 30 years after the supposed delivery of the letter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also yeah. know that, you know, you know, it, it, it just the Willie Lynch letter to me would seem to be like a, a, a quick and easy explanation for the root of our uh, supposed black disunity. You know what I mean? And and the thing is, nobody, there's no historical documents that 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 line up with this man even existing. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people say that the Willie Lynch letter was written by Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, wow. A lot of people don't know that. But a lot talk of people say, well, you know, the Willie Lynch letter, you know, was was it first got they say it got published in like the Southern Literary uh, uh, Messenger in 1836. Mm-hmm. But, you know. We've known for two decades that this letter is a hoax, mm-hmm. you know, but 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 still somehow we use it as some kind of blueprint for our community. And, mm-hmm. and I, I really don't I don't subscribe to the Willie Lynch theory or letter mm-hmm. being having any validity to our community. Mm-hmm. I really don't. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, uh, you know, it explains black unity, colorism, all of these different things. And you've had other. um doctrines that were written around that time, like the religious instruction of Negroes written by Presbyterian pro-slavery minister in, in 1845, mm-hmm. which he talked about, you know, uh, the British practice of mixing different a- African ethnicities on slave ships so they couldn't communicate. So therefore it made a rebellion that much harder. Mm-hmm. But when we really look into the supposed Willie Lynch syndrome, mm-hmm. why why are we feeling like you know, we're more disunified than other races. Other races have the same issues in their community. The mm-hmm. difference between our community and their community is, is that the, the level of resources that they have, mm-hmm. th- their disputes are not like our disputes. Mm-hmm. Our disputes come from, from almost like a, a, and the crimes that happen in our community come from a sense of desperation. You, know, you have a yeah. bunch of poor people mm-hmm. fighting over abundance. Mm-hmm. You have rich people fight is different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, their fights are in court. Their yep. fights aren't with pistols and with their fists. They're not fighting over food. They're fighting over more abundance. So it's a mm-hmm. different kind of a fight. But it's the same. Like you, you, you say, for instance, the black community and, and the things mm-hmm. we fight over in the hood. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same in the white community. Why? Why the white community? They fight over abortion, anti-abortion politics. Mm-hmm. We just saw that happen at the Capitol last week. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we just yeah. saw that. And, and, and I just, yeah. and I just feel like it, it's, it presumes that there aren't other divisive things in other races. You know, I mean, that that's just pretty much in a in a bow how I feel about it. Well, let me let me ask you this, in in, in which I believe you bring great uh, context to the conversation with that. Uh, so when it comes to the black community, right, or the conditions in the black community, because like I, th- I think you hit something on the head, um, really important. If there's a such thing as black on black crime, there's a such thing as Asian on Asian crime. There's a such thing as white on white crime, especially in those communities, because uh, we only th- we only deal with people that look like us within that community. So, for example, like if you live live in a Jewish community, you know, or Jewish people in that community, if they have anything violence, violent going on there, they doing it among one another because of their community. 
So yeah. I want to I want to ask you, why do you think that ours is more highlighted, especially in the media, than anybody else's? Well, I think it goes back to just the way this country was even founded. You know, mm -hmm. th this country was founded on inequity. Mm -hmm. It was raised and 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 it, and it grew off of the backs of our labor. Mm -hmm. And there's always been a concerted effort by the powers that be to keep us in a situation where, and, and, and to be honest with you, lately, I've been feeling more like it's more of a class issue than a race issue. You know what I'm saying at this mm. point? Because right now, you know, you have the 1%, right? The people that come from generational wealth, the people that are the descendants of the people who founded this country and got rich off of wars and the bankers. They're the ones who are really running our country and everybody else is just pretty much fighting with each other. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like the reason why this is happening, it harkens back to Cointel Pro, you know, mm -hmm. and, and J. Edgar Hoover trying to stop the black movement. You yeah. Know, people the trying to stop black Messiah. Yeah, the black Messiah. So I feel like, you know, the, the easiest way to cause disillusion is through false information. And spreading that false information mm -hmm. is easy through the media and easy through our music and easy through movies and the way we're portrayed. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. always been a concerted effort to give a, a negative viewpoint of uh, the black community mm -hmm. on all levels, ever since they've had television and movies and things of that nature. Yeah, no, I agree, because like even if you go back during the 60s and all that, Martin Luther King was looked at as a bad guy. You know, Malcolm X was looked at as a bad guy and through the media, the lens of the media. And this is how they were portraying it, especially to white audiences. You know, yeah, they did. But you know what's funny about Martin Luther King, man? I remember sitting down and talking to my grandfather. You know, my grandfather passed away a few years ago. My grandfather was like ninety-seven when he passed away, mm -hmm. and my grandfather was a Baptist minister. My grandfather didn't like Martin Luther King. <laughs> That's deep. You know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. thinks that black folks all loved Martin Luther King. It wasn't that way. You no. know what I mean? It wasn't that way. Like we didn't like our people didn't all love Martin Luther King. A lot of black folks were not about, you know, um, su supposed um, um, integration. Yeah. I mean, integration to me, integration actually destroyed our community. To be it did. With yep. you. The, the civil rights era as a whole did. Yeah, they definitely did. Mm -hmm. You know, like there are less black millionaires. Well, yep. there are more black millionaires, but they, but but there's there's a um, a huge wealth gap between black Americans and white Americans post-civil rights era than pre-civil rights era. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it's, it's, it's inherently better for you to establish an economic base for you to actually wield any power in this country. And I think that's more so what our issue is. We yeah. don't have an economic base in this country. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we they say that, you know, last year, black Americans spent between 400 million and a billion dollars outside of our community. Mm. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen yeah. in other ethnicities. It just nope. doesn't happen. And, and 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 that is is the main issue in our community. I I I truly believe that. No, you know what? I mean, you make perfect sense because, like, for example, I'll give an example with uh, where I work. Where I work at uh, next door is a, a Shell gas station. All right, and mm -hmm. of course, it's it's owned by Middle Eastern people. All right, but mm -hmm. the crazy part was it used to be owned by another set of Middle East Eastern people, and what they did was sold it to some of their people. To where they can keep that money still going in their community, right? Mm -hmm. If me and you rode up on it, it was for sale. Me and you had the bread to go buy it. Chances are they wouldn't sell it to us because they want to keep that all. money. They would. They want to keep that money in their community. 
You know, and, and but that's what they do. And the thing about us, we love who is I think Minister Farrakhan said, if you look at the money that comes through the black community annually, he said we will be the ninth richest country in the world. Yeah. I mean, the ninth. He says that the, the dollars circulate one time in the black community compared to other communities where it circulates multiple times before it leaves. You know, in Jeezy said the best. And I'll let you chime in this. When Jeezy said, I'm kind of paraphrasing. He said that Louis, that Gucci, that shit's goofy. Yeah, I'm definitely familiar with that, bro. Look, yeah. I, listen, you, you know, it's a, a lot of I, I feel like what, what's been going on is it's like the peacock syndrome. You know, we are more interested in looking the part than actually being the part. Yep. You know what Fact. I mean? And, and, and a lot of times, and I hate to just paint us all with the same brush because, you know, the thing that people don't, they don't give us the latitude as black people. They, they look at us as monolithic, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not to where, you know, they're looking at things from a perspective where, all right, you have in other communities there that are different religions. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? different social and economic classes, you know, they're all different political uh, affiliations. These are the things that separate people. Mm -hmm. But with us, people will say that we're not, um, we're not unified, but you mm -hmm. can look at different groups inside of the black community, like the nation of Islam, they, they're unified. Yeah. What's the difference between, you know, they're, they're unified or if you're a part of a big Christian church, you're unified. Mm -hmm. If you're a part of a black fraternity or sorority, you're unified. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just the thing. The thing is that happens in every other, you know, um, race. But mm -hmm. we're not given that latitude to to be different in that way. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. That makes perfect sense. Let me ask you, because you mentioned something a minute ago about the wealth gap between black people and uh, 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 white people in this country. Let me ask you, do you think we contribute to that based on our spending habits? We definitely do. And, mm. you know, a lot of that goes back to when you come from generational wealth, you're taught and you're brought up in it. So you understand mm. how money works. You understand what's going on and, you know, what's important and what's not important. What a lot of us, we're some of us are the first generation of people in our family to own something. Yeah. We, some right of right us are that. the first generation of people to go to college. Some of us are the first generation of people to, to, to own a business. So, you know, you don't have that 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 parachute to per se, go back and ask your father, your mother, hey, what do mm -hmm. I do in this situation? Everything is trial and error with us. And mm -hmm. when we make certain mistakes, there's nobody to make up for our mistakes. We yeah. can look at our president, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whatever mistakes yeah. this man has made with his money over the years, and it's been bailed out by the government. It's been yeah. bailed out by um, his parents. Yeah. To be honest with you, like this man said that he started his business off of a small loan of a million dollars. This is like a small loan, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like Playboy, you got a million dollars from your box. Like, what are, you, <laughs> what are we talking about here, man? It's, it's hard for me to go borrow 50 from somebody right now. $50. Bro, I can't even get a half eaten sandwich and a grape CNC, bro. <laughs> I can't get anything from anybody, bro. Yeah, but like you're right, and that's what I say it goes to your point. You know, it's like we're first generation, and it's like, like I'll be honest with you, I for me, we and you from the same generation, same era, right? If you're going to buy something, like or spend your money, everybody has a right first and foremost to spend their money the way they want to, right? However, to make sense of it, why not invest it with people that look like you? For example, me and you grew up with a uh, 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 Carl Kanan, all that stuff. 
right? We had black clothing lines growing up. But instead of people supporting that kind of stuff that's out now, they'd rather go spend 5000 on a blouse and, and talking about it's a shirt. Yeah, because, you, you know, the, the thing about, you know, the culture at large, like hip hop has permeated and taken over popular culture, period, at this point, right? Mm -hmm. So hip hop culture is American culture now. Yeah, it is. But the thing about hip hop culture is, is that, you know, and we touched on this the last time we spoke, we are not the gatekeepers of our culture anymore. No, we're not. Other people have come into our culture and infiltrated it. And they're the ones who decide which message is going to be disseminated mm -hmm. through the music and, and, and through the, you know, the videos and the imagery. So mm -hmm. the people that own these big companies are the ones who are curating that message. Mm -hmm. It's not like back in the day where, you know, you'll have a, a guy like LL Cool J be like, you know what, man, FUBU, they black. You know, some of these guys are from New York. You know what I mean? I'm going to support these gentlemen. I'm mm -hmm. going to wear their shirt in my video and I'm going to blow them up. That's yep. not happening anymore. Because, no, because you know what happened? And, and that's another form of integration right there. Mm -hmm. Our brands aren't good enough after we start getting Gucci and Louis and Versace. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it, it's, yep. it's not enough to live in Baldwin Hills when you're a rich black person in California. You're going to move across town. You're going to move into Belly Hills. Yep. That's the goal. So what we got to ask ourselves is intrinsically, what is wrong with us as a community to where we need the acceptance outside of our community? I know. That's crazy. Man, that, that is crazy. And I, and I think you hit it on the head, too. I mean, you're making some hell of a point. I mean, you just dropping Mike drop mic drop out the mic drop like you mentioned integration and this is something that i argue with um older people a lot with you know i i get the point of view that as an american you're supposed to have the freedom to live and do what you want to do however i always tell you know especially like my uncles and them that that freedom cost my generation because like you said earlier like there's no more you can't even find a black owned uh corner store nowhere you know, you can't find a black owned um, gas station. It's hard to find anything black owned, especially something that, that is making a major impact on the community because of integration. Let me have you speak on that for a minute. Well, you know, it's, it's you know, it, it, it goes back to like Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois, right? And the talent mm -hmm. of the 10th and, and the different, the, the different ideologies, right? Mm -hmm. You had certain people who wanted to 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 you know it's it's very easy human nature to want what someone else have you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 actually not even human nature like i, I saw um, a, a video one time where a, a zookeeper had a um had a like a bunch of chimpanzees right inside of a cage mm -hmm. he gave one of them a banana do you know that they tore that one chimpanzee to shreds wow as opposed to them him giving them all a banana and everybody being fine with it. Mm -hmm. As human beings, we are we, you know, we're flawed and we're envious sometimes. And when you see, mm -hmm. you look across the fence, and you see somebody that has more than you. That's what you strive for is having what they have, as opposed mm -hmm. to being happy with what you have. And I think mm -hmm. that we fell victim to that. I feel like you know it wasn't good enough for our entertainers to you know go to the Apollo and perform a headline at the Apollo. They wanted the headline at the Garden. Mm -hmm. and, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's what really tore our community down. Because when you put someone else's culture above your own, and it's, it's, and it's an intrinsic thing, you know, like getting back to the whole overarching point of what we're talking about, 
Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily subscribe to the Willie Lynch theory, but what I do mm -hmm. subscribe to is when you are the the culture that has been the basis in, in any culture is, is, is really the foundation of any culture is the working poor, right? Mm -hmm. So we have been the foundation of this country. We built this country. You know, this country was built off of our free labor and that's how it became a superpower, that and yep. more. And, 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 and now, you know, we were the ones who were not able to get in on, you know, the race. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and you know, we, we all know that like race is a social construct. You know, mm -hmm. nobody ever talked about race before the 1500s. There was no race. The race was between those nine European nations that came over here when Christopher Columbus and all of them came <laughs> yeah. and found, found this country. And, and what it was, was it was a race for the control of the abundance over here on this continent. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people don't realize how, dec how, how decimated Europe was before they started all of this, before they, mm -hmm. they found America, before they knew about over here, before they started the transatlantic and chattel slavery trade. Mm -hmm. They, it was decimated. You had famine, you had the, the bubonic plague, you had crime and, you know, it was, you know, that's why they called it the dark ages previous to that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, so, so now you come over here and now you have the race, Portugal, mm -hmm. you know, Great Britain, France, all of these countries yeah. came over here and they fought and they were in a race for this, this abundance. And we were not a part of that. Yeah. You know, they, they came here, the people that came to this country, people lie and say that it, they came to, to escape religious and persecution and all this yeah. bullshit. That's <laughs> yeah. nonsense. They came yeah. over here to find abundance. They came over yeah. here to, to curate and find wealth. Mm -hmm. So they sent rich people over here. So it was set up in a, in a way where you have, you know, people like George Washington, Thomas Edison, Benjamin Franklin, all of these people. These people were rich. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they were aristocrats. So you have the ruling class. Then you have the, the, the management class, which was like the poor whites who were here and that were brought over with them. And then at the basis of that, you had us. And yeah. we were not allowed to own anything. So when the race started, they grabbed everything up. And mm -hmm. land is the only truth that land is the one thing God isn't making any more of. Nope, so, no once, more. so once you have control of that, you have control of the resources of that, that land. There's that's it's almost an unwinnable race at that point. Mm -hmm. It's an unwinnable. So, so once we were able to get involved in it, everything had all, you know, everything, but for the most part, everything that, we could have built our community off of was brought up. So now mm -hmm. we got to fall in between that and catch the crumbs. So how do you catch up? How do you catch up? You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like, I, I feel a lot of this is the fact that, you know, we started off behind and yeah. we're just, we're, 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 we're trying to, it's almost like when you pay bills and when you get into debt, it's so hard to dig out of it unless you have a windfall that comes down. And Man. Exactly. Some kind of blessing coming in your life. You're right. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. You know. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, you, you, you're making some hell of a points. And like I said, even with the, let me ask you this then. Why do you think that this letter is circulated? And I, don't get a twist. I know um, we we a little bit everywhere, but it's cool because it's all still in tide. You know what I'm saying? What we you know the, the original conversation. But why do you think this this so this so called letter is is in circulation now? Well, I mean, it, it was in the beginning of the internet age. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and it really just it fits a convenient narrative. Mm -hmm. Why are we like this, right? So you put this this letter out here, 
and it fills in the gaps. And it's like, oh, that's why we're like that. And that's it's mm-hmm. all bullshit. Man. It, mm-hmm. it, it is a much more nuanced and deeper conversation that we need to have as black people to why we are like this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That, that letter is a very that letter is the kind of thing that barbershop intellectuals bring up. OK. <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's mm-hmm. widespread. Somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't really have true context into our history can bring that letter up like they dropping some science and they're not dropping those. This is all bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. It's all bullshit. You got rappers talking about the Willie Lynch theory, you know, Tyler Kweli, Kanye West. Like, yo, it's nonsense, bro. These are people yeah. who, are, who are not, you know, these are people who know a little bit about a, a very, very broad and nuanced subject, man. Mm-hmm. It, 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 and, and the thing is, is that what we need to realize is that we're not much different than our counterparts. The difference between us and our counterparts in this country and in this world is abundance. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. Yeah. It's, and, and, and just to speak, to, you know, to American blacks, you know what I mean? Come because on. It, talk that talk, brother. Talk. Let's go. For, for, for us, mm-hmm. we have to, we have to, to almost latch on to something and love something that doesn't love us back and has never loved us back. Man, that's... Man, so, so so that's that is 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 really hard, man. It's hard for you to 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 and I, look, I'm not making any excuses, man. I mean, for me, I've always viewed it like okay, slavery happened, racism mm-hmm. is going on, but I'm not gonna let it define me and I'm not gonna let it beat me. What now? Mm-hmm. What am I going through now? You know what I'm saying? Like if mm-hmm. I can't feel like that, if I don't feel like there's any hope, then what, what's the point of living, right? I yeah. mean, even if even if, you know, like even a, a brother that's incarcerated needs to have something to look forward to. You need yeah. to have something to hold on to. You know that yeah. better than, you know what I'm saying, than anybody, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, you know, for us in this country, I'm not going to sit up there and use, you know, what happened to us in the past as a crutch because mm-hmm. there is, there right now, we're in the middle of like the gold rush right now, mm-hmm. which is crypto and all of the things that are going on digitally. The only thing is we just need to know where to find the information. The and put our money in the right places, and that's it, man. Mm-hmm. If, if we can do that, man, we can make up probably a hundred years of this race just by us getting in on the ground floor of the stuff that's going on now. Yeah, but that message needs to be disseminated by brothers like us. No, I I totally agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, and I agree with you, like especially when you make we can all acknowledge that slavery happened, Jim Crow happened, there were things in place that uh contributed to the condition of black people today. But, and I agree with you, the difference is too, is that we have an abundance of information accessible at our fingertips to move from one space to the next. Yes, sir. Right. And, and, and I think that that's one of the problems going on now, especially in our community is that we're not taking the information that's present and using practical application with it to improve our lives. I mean, even this, like, for example, if, you know, if you want to get into radio in the radio space, you don't necessarily need to go to college for that no more. No, you can start a podcast. You can start a podcast and just and, and, and grow it and let it take off. For example, like uh, what's the guy's name? Deces and Mero. Them guys big time now. But that's how they yeah. started from, from a basic podcast. You know, journalism. You don't have to go to school for that no more. You can just sit there and start a blog. You know, yeah. so you're right. It, the resources are there for a lot of things. But think about this. We don't want to access it the way that it's supposed to. But look around. You see a lot of white people doing it. Yeah. And, yep. and, and, and you know, you know what it is, man. I, I, I firmly believe that you confidence and, and striving for things is a learned behavior. Yeah. Yep, it is. I, I, I really believe that. So, it, it, you know, when your basic needs aren't being met, 
it's hard for you to look for a way out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 with animals, animals don't think about overtaking humanity because they, <laughs> no. one, they don't have they don't they don't have intellect, and two, mm-hmm. they have to go out there. They don't have intellect to be able to. They have intellect on a certain level, but they have to go out there and their main their 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 main focus every day that they wake up is survival, Food, survival, clothing, shelter. Yeah, on, a, on, 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 on at the most basic basic level you know what mm-hmm. i mean so with us it's a little different you know what i mean and i think that's what happens when you have a community where there's a lack of education so to speak and you're gonna have mm-hmm. that if, if you're starting if you're starting out in a situation where you weren't allowed to read at one point you weren't mm-hmm. allowed to go to school then you went to yeah. substandard schools then you're the working class right like my grandfather you know this is my grandfather i'm not that old you know what i'm saying it's my mother's father right mm-hmm. my grandfather only went up to the third grade yeah. And, and, and <laughs> yo, he only went up to the third. But see, this is the amazing thing about the generations before us, right? Mm-hmm. This man went to the third grade, but my grandfather owned property. My grandfather was a reverend. My grandfather was very successful, right? Mm-hmm. And now you have kids now who have everything, their basic needs are being met. They got an iPhone, they got an iPad, PlayStation 4, 5, whatever, whatever Jordans they want, right? And mm-hmm. they, they feel like they've arrived. Yeah, they feel like they've arrived. They feel like that this is what success is until you get older and you realize that stuff means nothing. Means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> you you know you you see people you see people that are super rich. I saw I saw a meme one time. I hate to bring up a meme, right? But it was Bill Gates getting a hamburger, mm-hmm. right? and then it was then it was a picture of Jeff Bezos running. Then it was a mm-hmm. picture of Warren Buffett like walking around. And it says in the picture, not one Gucci belt in sight. I seen that. <laughs> yeah, I seen that. You saw that? So yeah, I saw it, that. So value, value is 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 value is also a learned behavior. What are you taught when you're growing up? What is valuable to you? See, we're taught to be materialistic. We're taught that success is having a nice car, looking a certain way, having the right clothes, right? Other yep. people are taught that success is owning shit. It's owning shit. Actually God, having damn. money. Success mm-hmm. is actually like, and even this is not a, like just a like, like, like if you look at the African community, African communities, what success to them is is education. Yep, the, it is the, the first thing that like I have like a member of my family who's married to a Nigerian woman, right? Mm-hmm. And when her family gets together, the first thing they talk about: my one daughter has this doctorate, my one daughter has this, my son has that. Is how they curate what success is. And I think we need to kind of harken back to that because it was like that in our community. So mm-hmm. we got to ask what happened, right? <laughs> You're right. No, I was. you just made me think about someone uh, when Oprah first opened that school over there in Africa. She caught a lot of hell from it. Yeah. Like a lot of hell. It's like, you know, you could have opened up one in Harlem. You could have opened up one in Chicago. And I heard her explain it and it made sense to me. I ain't ain't saying that everybody had to agree with it, but she said that she said anytime she asked people over here in America, especially black people, what do they want? They they started listing off the stuff that you just said, Jordans, the new iPhone, a PlayStation. She said she went over there to Africa and she asked them how could they help? And they said they wanted an education. You know, and so this is how she started the school, her reason for starting the school over there. So you're right in certain communities, uh, we don't have a proper understanding, especially in our community. We don't in America. We don't have a proper understanding of what wealth is. But I will submit to you. Mm-hmm. Why not solve that problem here? 
Yeah. Why not spark the brain of people who do ask for education? Because yeah. you have the platform to do that, right? Yeah. But the way I look at it is, is that, you know, not to be a conspiracy theorist, I don't think that Oprah would have the reach that she had if she was a, a, a real ally to her community. Oh, no. I don't, I, I, and, 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 I, and I really don't think that they would allow her to disseminate that message on, their, on, on the airwaves of those who are controlled. So I think no. it's all I think it's all the rules. You know what I'm saying? It's all the rules, man. Like you, you hear some of the things that went went on in that school with those girls down there. A lot of the abuse yeah. and stuff like not. To, I'm not trying to condemn Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Oprah is who she is. But, you know, I, I what, what I feel like in our community, what is one of the biggest things with people like Oprah, Jay-Z, all of these supposed, you know, black voices. We mm -hmm. are looking for this messiah in our community. And I think a lot of it goes back to, you know, that indoctrination through Christianity. We're yeah. looking for a Messiah, man. And the thing about it is, you know who the people are going to change our community, bro? Us. Us. Nobody Help. else is going to do that. Having conversations like this will, will, will do infinitely more good in our community than Oprah opening a school in the south side of Chicago. Mm hmm. Yep. Because, because a school is only worth what you get, what you what you take from it. And, what you know, like. School education, this country, on some levels, is a meritocracy. Mm -hmm. The effort you put into it is what you're gonna pull out. Now, there's some pitfalls that you got. You know, you always gonna have a real super militant brother that's gonna be like, "Oh, what about this and what about that?" You know, <laughs> yeah. you know we ain't gonna get yeah. into that, right? But yeah. normally, if you're the kind of person, if you want a good body, right, mm -hmm. and you want to work out, your genetics plays a part in it. But if you want a great body, if you eat right, you work out, you follow directions, you're gonna get what you put into it. Yeah. Right. And that's how mm -hmm. life is. And that's how education is. So I feel like on some level, man, Oprah saying that, you know, the kids over here asked for things that didn't ask for education. If you have that kind of reach, then I would submit that you should have put that seed in their head and changed their mind like Bill yeah. Cosby did at one point. Yeah, no, without question, man. No, no, no I told you, like I said, I would just listen her explanation of why she did it. I was just tying that into what you were saying. It's like what well, we value wealth. You get what I'm saying? Just real quick, uh, I want to give a, a, a big shout out real quick to Chad. Appreciate the uh, uh, the super chat. You know, everybody go out there and support uh, uh, Libre TV. Something that me and my man put together. I know well, my boy Jones, he a part of it. So, but uh, yeah, LibreTV.co, you know, this is being broadcast live on there as well as Periscope. But uh, support, we appreciate all the donations. As, as uh, Uncle Hotep will say, donations, 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 donations. Yeah, man. So we we appreciate all that. Um, like you hit some points. So, like I said, man, you you dropping man some some real heat tonight, Jonesy. I'm talking about it, man. Uh, man a, a plethora of information, and especially with our community and. You, you, what you're writing is Zach, and I want to dig a little bit deeper on it when you said that it's going to come. Our change to our community is coming from us. There's nobody on the top that's going to be able to fix it. Nobody in Washington. None of that. It's us. Right. And uh, I want to ask you, what are some of the things that you think need to start being in play that we need to start doing now to reshape our community? The, the main thing I feel like we need to do to, to reshape our community is to normalize giving kids information on finance. Mm -hmm. Everyone else in this country is bartering goods and services, and we're not. We're getting left behind. Like people are worried about, 
you know, what jobs are going to be there and getting the seat at the table and being a part mm. of a political ideology or being a part of a political party where I was subscribed. Fuck getting a seat at the table. Why don't you make your own table? Mm-hmm. We need to show people how to make your own table. And, and yeah. that's that that is the main thing that we need to get involved. Like, yo, kids now. You get kids who like my children, you know, they're, they're in a family where, you know, their mother, their father, we were married before we had them and they have mm-hmm. a stable home life. You know, and I hope it always stays that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have kids like that, that, you know, they my kids are, are, are on a, a trajectory to go to college. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that I have the foresight to where if I see that one of my my kids don't have the app, not the aptitude, but. You know, look, if everybody's special to nobody's special, everybody is not mm-hmm. fit and made to go to college. There were a no, lot of correct. millionaires that went to trade school or they got involved with, mm-hmm. with all different kinds of things. And they were very, very successful. The thing is, is the, that you we have to be astute enough to, to not try to like kind of fit a, a square peg into a round hole when it comes to the mm-hmm. next generation. We have mm-hmm. to embrace, you know, the strengths of our children and push them in a direction where they could be most successful. I think mm-hmm. also what needs to happen in our community is we need to really start curating the message that comes out of our music and our entertainment. You can't tell yeah. people all the time that they're killers and bitches and hoes and you know mm-hmm. all these different inflammatory things. With, and all of that kind of stuff has a place, right? But it has to have some kind of context. Yeah, like, yeah. When we were coming up, yeah, you had negative music. And, and, and kids, I see these memes all the time with like people that be like, oh, well, you know, WAP, when Cardi B dropped that, they were like, oh, well, th- is this you? And they show all of these these songs that we brought out, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, Ain't Too Proud or whatever, right? Yeah. But the difference between now and then was, is that that song, like say for instance, Akinelli, uh put it in your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. That, that song wasn't being played on Z100, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> that song wasn't on MTV. I can no. have a video that was on MTV. No. You know what nope. I'm saying? And it wasn't a lead single. So yep. it was context. You know what I'm saying? Or if you have a song about women, where you talking about women, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of it, you know, the artistry has been taken out of the game. So now you're going to get like the most primitive kind of message. But it was always nuance. A lot of the things that were, were wrapped to us coming up were cautionary tales more so than glorifying things. Yep. No, you're correct. Now yep. it's totally different. You know what I mean? Totally like, like even with reasonable doubt with Jay, right? Hmm. I remember Jay said we used to fight with we used to fight for building blocks. Now we fight for blocks with buildings that make a killing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, like just, exactly. just them kind of double entendres and that kind of mm. artistry. You don't get that anymore. Not to sound you like don't. an old boomer or nothing like that, but I, I feel like that's another big part of our community. And then what we also need to do is we need we we need to stop subscribing to this nonsense where there aren't specific roles that men and women play in our community. Mm-hmm. Yep. There Man. should be a space for men like us that are strong black men that mm-hmm. want to take care of our family, that are dominant men. There's yep. a space for that. We can't all be these beta men. Nope. We can't be, we we can't all be these people who are all right with everything. We can't mm-hmm. all be these, these, these chumps, man. We're not chumps, bro. Like it, it's, nah. it's and, and, and the thing is when you look at the way the media portrays the black man now, it's changed so much, man. Back man. In, the, in the 70s, man, you had Jim Brown, man. You had Muhammad Ali. Really? Masculine. Like, you, Masculine. We we were we were almost the exact definition 
of of masculinity and strength. And now that's turned around to to a point where now you have men that you can't even, uh, you know, and that's not to down anybody, man, for what, you know, love who you love, do what you want to do. But there needs to be a space for me to be who I am. I don't want you to tell me that I'm toxically masculine. (laughs) (laughs) How how does that even go together? I mean, think that's so crazy, man. Toxic, toxic masculinity. Go ahead, though. My bad. I'm just saying, like, how can how can humanity move on if you don't have natural selection and alpha males and and weaker like you know that is the way the food chain works yeah so you know what i'm saying how could we go on if we don't have strong men you can't you 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 can't you know and 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 it's so crazy nowadays it's like if, if 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 you push that narrative about being a strong black man then you attack like a motherfucker on multiple different sides, man. As if you're trying to exclude somebody else. Like you said, no, you do what you want to do over there, but give me my space to be me. Why is this a bad thing? Why is it toxic? Yeah. You know, and, what, and one thing I'll add to uh, uh, when you was talking about the music that we grew up on, but at the same time, we had a counter to that, right? Yeah. Remember, uh, uh, we all in the same game when a whole West Coast came yeah. together and made a put a positive song, uh, self destruction. We still had that kind of music that was out there, but it wasn't drowned out by the mainstream media uh, music either. Though you can still find that source too, because if, keep in mind at the time we had in that you had to go to the record store and buy a tape, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So you're yeah. gonna hear these people come to the radio station. Oh shit, Diggable Planets is bringing something out. Let me go grab that, you know, or yes, uh, NWA drop it. Yeah, and and that's the thing now. It's like you're right. You don't have that counter no more. The music is so, and you're right. I don't want to sound like the old head neither, but at the same time, it's like I still listen to Pac. Like he just dropped the shit yesterday. I still listen to Jay. Jay is my guy. I can't even get past Jay with nobody out there today, right? I listen to Jay, man, hands down because of like you said the context and the music that he's putting out. He has it. He got it all for all. Like he got songs talking about the females. He got songs talking about you know the, the money and, and the lifestyle and all this stuff. But at the same time, Jay gives you a lot of different tangibles when it comes to his music. Yeah, he definitely you know? does. They don't have any. They don't have any real tastemakers in the game, man. And I, no. I, I believe that is a huge problem. What they've done to what they've they, they've kind of destroyed. I, I think the biggest pinnacle note in hip hop that kind of destroyed the game was when Seagram's got into hip hop. Yep. Nah, I said that best. Yep. People don't realize that Seagram's actually own Interscope Records. Mm-hmm. So all of that hip hop that came out of the West Coast, and not to blame the West Coast, but most of the negative hip hop that came into hip hop came out of the West Coast. Let's just be Oh yeah, it real. is. It Let's is. No, it is. Like a lot of West Coast, oh no, that's not true. That's 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 a hundred percent facts, man. Because you had some dudes who was coming out, man, like say things like Spice One. I ain't never heard nothing positive come out of Spice One. <laughs> like, like never, man. Like it was all negative, man. It was just bad, man. Like, hey, yeah, you know, this guy had me scared to even go down west, bro. Like, I'm like, damn, yo, like really? No, the West Coast music did fuck you up growing up. It it, it makes you terrified to go out there, man. Yo, the so West God. Coast music <laughs> fucked us up all the way, man. It did even like with Easy and all of them, with Bitch Don't Bite It and all of that. Oh, that shit. Man. oh my God. And then we got over here on the East, we we, we got Pete Rock and Steel Smooth talking about yeah. when they reminisce over you and talking about his <laughs> family and Tri-Con Quest and, you know what I'm saying, Sonny Car- was it Sonny Carson's son with the X-Clan? 
Yep, exclaim yeah. man, all that. No, you're right. You know, and, it was just different, right? <laughs> do you I mean you it, but that was the thing about it. You had those different lanes of music that didn't overshadow. I you know, for example, I remember uh mixtapes back in the days was just that a yeah. mixtape. Yeah. They didn't put them out as records now, you know, or just whole albums. Like, cause I'm like, hold on, man, you got 20 people songs, uh, beats. How's that <laughs> album? <now?" laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy because <laughs> you, you know what I think has happened? I, I think that corporate America saw how profitable hip hop was and corporate yep. America, like they'll never tell you that hip hop culture is our dominant culture. Because when people don't leave this country, they don't realize that. But hip hop yep. kind of defines what America is in other places. If you talk to people that live other places, if you talk yep. to people who come from other places, they will tell you that. Mm. Most of the people that they're familiar with are people that are closely associated with our culture. And mm. our culture has gone into music, not music, but it's gone into you know clothing. Like even the way yep. Gucci and Louis Vuitton markets their products, it's all hip hop based. The it's all hip hop based. Yep. The sneaker companies, the hat companies with all of these different hat colors that are that are kind of like acquiescing to gang culture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is all yep. through hip hop. You know yep. what I mean? Like, like, why would you have a red New York Yankee hat? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Why would you have a black and yellow New York Yankee hat? Yeah, <laughs> or a red LA uh, Dodgers hat? It's like, why would you have a red Raider hat? Like, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't. It doesn't yeah. even make sense. Why? Right? Why? So, so we 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 know that they found out that this is the most profitable. Mm -hmm art form that's ever come out of America, right? So now they've gotten in it and they've removed all of the people who were the gatekeepers to this thing. And yeah. that's a big, big problem. You don't have a person like, like back in the day for you to come out and drop content and be a rapper, you had to, to be stamped by somebody. Yeah, you did, e yeah. Even, even B.I.G. had to be stamped by Mr. C. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z had to be stamped by Clark Kent and Primo. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like, 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 you know, you had to have, like, you had a guy like Russell Simmons who didn't sign Nas because he said said he sounded too much like Cool G rap. Like, <laughs> yeah. yo, he, yo, he really didn't sign Nas, bro. Like, you he didn't sign Nas. Nas. He didn't sign Nas, bro. How does that happen, right? So, yeah. so now you don't have that. Now you have the internet, and it's a good thing. It's a gift and a curse, and you can it have is, a kid yeah. like Soldier Boy that can be in his mother's house in his bedroom and weave this. This, these tales of who he is and make a song and a dance and make a beat and then it spreads like the cancer. Like yep. the people in the town love it. The people in the mm -hmm. state love it. And then it just grows and then now all of a sudden he's a big guy. He's a And he doesn't have to have any skills. There's no curation of, you know, listen, man, you need to go a little deeper. This is weak. I don't know mm -hmm. about that. You'll never have another red man nope. come out of this generation where you have a nope. guy that everyone knew was super talented and everyone thought mm -hmm. he was dope. In a record label stuck with his career because of how nice he was. So yep. he went from going, you know, going wood to going mm -hmm. gold. So mm -hmm. by the time 90, 99, 2000 came around, Doc's the name, he went platinum. Yep, he, he went platinum. He went platinum. And they, that will never ever happen again now. That'll mm -hmm. never happen again. And and I think there there's something to be said for there being a vetting process. There's no vetting process to, 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 to really, I mean, and that goes with anything that we have out there. There's no vetting mm -hmm. process anymore. I think that we are so caught up in over sensationalism of things. Yeah. So hype is more important. Clout is more important than currency. Oh, man. Think, yep, yep. 
No, and, and 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 I'm not gonna take credit for that. Joe Button said that. I gotta give him credit. For that. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a plagiarist out here. You know. <laughs> no, I got you. You know, Nas said it best. Though he said, "What what messed up the music or the rap game?" He said, "Is when the money came involved." Yeah. He said that that took away from creativity. Cause you think about when we came up, like if you we can Google a lot of our favorite rappers from the day back in the days. If if they didn't get into some business venture later on down the line. They didn't have money. The only, only thing they had was a creativity. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, like what, what you used the perfect example with Method Man, right? It took Method Man a, I mean, I met the man, but a red man a while before he even went uh, platinum, yeah, right? But he right. had the creativity. It wasn't the money. And nowadays, that's what they that's what they chase the money. And that transcends down to people listening to it, to our young boys and girls out here in the community, looking at it, like you said, on the internet, or they, or they call it drip. You know, so this is what yeah. they're chasing. They they're not chasing the creativity aspect of it. They're just chasing the money. You know, because they don't love that message. No, nope, they, they don't, don't love it. And kids now don't love anything. We don't no. allow them. We don't allow them to start the, the guarantee, like the, to to garner a love for anything because we make things so easy for the, the so, young so, generation. So easy. I mean, like you, man, like you say, me and you can come up with a song, catchy hook, boom, and we can retire if it go if it, if it take off over the internet. Yeah, that'd be and, it. And, and the thing is, back in our day, and 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 I mean, just with anything, you had to love it. You, you had, had to, to seek it. it. You had to go out and look for it. Mm -hmm. You had to go and find a dude who had a studio, and you had to go find mm -hmm. a dude who was making beats, and you had to go learn how to run a soundboard. Mm -hmm. You had to actually put the work in. Yeah. Now technology has made it infinitely easier to do all of this stuff. Yeah. If you could be some some loser in your mother's basement with a bunch of you know programs, Fruity Loops, this, that, and the third, <laughs> and, and, you could, and, and, and you know what I'm saying, you could stumble upon some bullshit and blow up. Yep. And as long as you have the right imagery around it. And then also, you couldn't come out and talk certain things if you was a stamp. Now nope, it's all that? right. It, now yep. it's all right. You get dudes like a guy like Takashi 69 who was actually oh, able... Man. To have a career, how is that even possible, bro? <laughs> how is it possible, bro? Dude was like a caricature of a whack rapper. Like, like if there was a movie, like he's actually the real life Gusto. He's really yeah. the real life CB4, bro. Yep, yep, he is. Yep. He, yep, he is actually that. It's unbelievable, and people actually, and I don't really think people listen to his music as much as they claim. I really don't. I, don't. I really don't think so. I think it was a lot of internet hype. I think it was a lot of buying spins and all that kind yep. of stuff. It, it, yeah. With this digital stuff, it's hard to quantify who's hot and who's not. Yep. It's too much of it out there. It's too much, bro. Because you can have these these like it's it's almost like with hits on the internet, right? You you have these um factories where they'll set up phones in like in China, hmm. and they'll keep pinging and pinging and pinging and pinging. Like they they said that uh they were doing that on Spotify. Yeah, they were getting people spins up and they were like paying these these I forgot what like a spin, I don't I forget what it's called, man, but they were like kind of faking spins. So yep. I mean, I, I don't know, man. Now I heard them talk about that on our breakfast club. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And you know, and you just made me think too, especially nowadays with this current generation, is that like I say everything is too easy. It's too easy, and this is why um the value of hard work, there is nothing in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and and like you said, even just using the example of the music industry, all you need is an overnight success record. Yeah, you know, so like you said, with the right imaging, all you need is a million views, and next you know, boom, you, you didn't blew up. And like you said, it don't even it don't allow you to have no love for it. You know, when when it's that easy, 
And that's I think that that's one of the problems, you know, is going on in our community with our young boys is because, every, like you said, everything is just too easy, man. There's no work involved with it no more. I, I'll give you this short. I'll give you this short story real quick that my father used with me. Like my father's type of person, if he had a pickup a pickup truck, that was his job. Like he never had. I I know him have one job in all his life, all until he died. But his wow. his pickup truck was his job. He never never was broke. Let got up in the morning, left, came back home pocket full of money because he went out there and worked and i remember one saturday i was just at home i think probably was about 14 somewhere around there he's like hey won't you come with me i'm like cool all right he's like i'm just gonna make some money i'm like bet let's go i'm broke i want to smoke some weed anyway i want to drink some 40s later on that day you know i ain't had no money so i'm like cool let's go and i never forget he had me do this basement cement somebody's basement i remember having to carry all them bags up and down the stairs and some cement, uh, cement bags bust them joints down we you know, getting it to turn liquid and then seal in the basement. And I never forget, I was wool out. And uh, he, when he got paid for the job, I think he only kept $30 of it, right? I'm talking it was some bread, probably about oh, $700. Yeah, yeah. And he kept like $30 of it and he gave me the rest. And he told me, he said, now you know what it's like to make an honest living. Wow. And that always stuck with me to this day. And I'd use that with my boys now. You know, like I don't give them nothing easy. You know, certain stuff yeah. I'll do for them, you know, because it's my, my children, some moments. But at the same time, I need to see you doing something if you want this PlayStation 5 and we can get them. If you want sure. these J's, you know, even as simple as the internet, you clown, I cut you off of it. I know you use it for Fortnite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you have to show me that your work. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, because Joe, you hit, I just said, let me tell you something, man. You, uh, me and you are exactly alike when it comes to that, man. You have have no expectation of privacy in my house. Have no expectation of nope. ownership. None of that. Mm -hmm. Not when you. Not when 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 I keep the lights on in here. So you got to oh. earn everything here. <laughs> everything. I tell everything. my family. I say. I say this is no democracy. There's no. You don't have no. You can't vote on nothing. What I say it is. It's the law. I'm a dictator. Yes, I'm Saddam Hussein, Kim Jong Un. Until you make a move, that's what it is. Yeah, but Listen, right now I, I would fashion myself to be Fidel Castro. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all up. <laughs> yeah, oh, Fidel. Fidel was a little bit more loving. You're right about that. Fidel was a little bit more loving to his people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not gonna gas my kids. <laughs> No, no yeah, mustard yeah, no, right. here, I, I think I'm about to subscribe to that one more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm about to subscribe to Fidel Castro or Muammar Gaddafi. You know, you're right. I'm about to change them up. <laughs> right. I'm about to change them up. Good point, Joseph. You know, but the thing I'm like, you say, I try to make sure that they understand the value of doing something. You know, yeah. not just having everything given to you and you thinking that this is going to be life. It's not. You know, one I, one of the things I hate is the only thing I open down here in Georgia is the schools. Right. Yeah. Because I think what it's doing to my kids is like with my youngest boy, because only two in school is my youngest boy and my daughter. But the thing about it is they're starting to be conditionally lax. Right. Yeah. My girl's having do, that situation right now, too, as well. Yeah. I have to roll over. I got to do is roll over a certain time and turn on the laptop. And then after a few hours, cut it off, go back to sleep. Didn't have to brush your teeth. Didn't have to go wash your ass. Before you had to do all this stuff, normally what you do, what you they normally would do, and I think that man, this this part need to be fixed because it's taking away that discipline of getting up in the morning, the habit of you know taking showers every day and and, and doing these different practices of just going. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and I think that that's man right now this is fucking I know mine for sure it's fucking mine up and this is supposed to be the first year my daughter was supposed to go, 
So that's crazy, man. It, what yeah. I what I do before I leave in the morning, man, to go to work is I wake them up mm-hmm. and I make them get in the shower. And I make mm-hmm. them like what we try to do is we try to make it as structured as possible. Like, you know, lunchtime. This is your lunchtime. This is what mm-hmm. y'all have for lunch today. Yo, you gotta go outside, go ride your bike, do something. Now it's getting mm-hmm. cold. So, you know, I gotta, you know, I've kind of made a gym in my crib. So Y'all go downstairs and you know get on the elliptical, get on the treadmill for 45 mm. minutes an hour or whatever. That's your gym time. You know mm. what I mean? But but what we try to do is we try to make it, you know, where you have to earn all of your free time. You mm. know what I mean? Like if you're not done with your work and you didn't do all of the marks, you don't do your chores. Like we're trying to, because our girls are getting older, so we try to make them be have more of a stake in the way the house is run. So they don't mm. have as much free time. So they have certain benchmarks we you mm-hmm. know like we're, we're very stringent with bedtimes and when they get up and things of that nature that's what we're trying to do because i don't want them to lose that structure you're, you're absolutely yeah. right mm-hmm. and, and and our community is gonna it's gonna affect our community more because a lot of the times because of the breakdown of the nuclear family you have the single mother who's got to go out here and earn a living and these kids are home by themselves all day mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they ain't even logging in i know nope. some teachers who, who, who have told me some of their students haven't logged on all year. Wow. And then, and then in the inner city, they have to pass them. Mm-hmm. They have to give them at least a D, bro, for not even logging on, bro. They, they logged on shit. two and three days. And they're not learning shit, man. They're going to go back to school, mm-hmm. bro. And and, and you're going to have, bro, when they when they go back to standardized testing and all that, mm-hmm. oh, man, college preparatory, I don't know how these kids are going to climb their way out of it, man. I really don't. I, it's very, very sad what's going on. Me, me either. I mean, I agree with you because, like, I be dealing with my boy, and I'm like, dude, what's, you know, not to his, you know, it's not his total fault. I think he could put more effort into it. But you're right, that structure, man, that structure has been taken away from them. And you're right, it, it, man, they just, they're going to be so far behind, man. Of well, really, I asked, our school I system already fucked kid. up. I asked this little kid the other day, I was like, yo, man, what's 10 times 10? And he said, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we got going on now. Yo, these kids are so damn dumb now. It's unbelievable, man. And it's because we're not putting any work into them. We, I, I think if this has taught us nothing, we have to make sure that we're involved and invested in what they're learning in school. And we can't use the school system as like a yeah. babysitting service. This is what this is nope, showing we can't. us, man. Nope, you're right about that. You're right, and that's a lot of parents. They that's what they want their kids just to be gone. That's all they care about. They want them kids out the house as a baby. You 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 imagine right if we were kids, right? If we were kids and this happened, we Mm -hmm. were going to school. Our parents would have gave us some fucking robot and told us to get out there and be somebody, bro. We our asses would have been in school. We we got to go. (laughs) (laughs) Man, we got to go. I remember my mother, I remember I had dropped out at 16, and my mother was like, Listen here, every morning at nine o'clock, you got to get up out my house. She's like, you can yeah, come back after uh school hours. She's like, but like during school hours, you got the dip. She said, I just about to let you lay up in here like you worked a third shift job or went to college. She's like, no, get your ass home. You can come back around about four thirty, but you got the dip, bro. I swear, she she ain't played that shit. So you're right, <laughs> we was going, we was going what? through the pandemic. Man, what the eighties? <laughs> what? Uh, they, 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 Listen, Josie, I could do this all day with you, my brother. I mean, you know, hey, um, you know, but like I said, we're on the Libre TV. That's what we really broadcasting from everybody over there watching us, you know. Uh, so I got to save us some broadband. 
<laughs> I gotta say, yeah, something I know, brother. Okay. I know, brother. Because it, I think uh, Saul just told me you you coming on, aren't you? Aren't you subscribing to Libre yeah, TV? No, no, definitely, definitely, yeah, thousand yeah, yeah. percent, bro. How could I not? My man, that's what I'm because like we grown. How could I not? Man, <laughs> come on, we need that that information, that voice, you know, all of it, man. Because like I said, you bring so much, man. Like I said, I remember the first time just chopping it up with you. I'm like, damn. I appreciate it, bro. I, I said, to be honest with you, I didn't think I brought anything to the table with you two, got two brothers, man. To be honest with you, man, I'm I'm a humongous fan of y'all, man, and and um, you know, I'm just I'm just glad, man, that I, you you know you allowed me to come on here, man. You know what I mean? Because uh, I'm I, I you know I've been listening to y'all since y'all started out, man. I'm, I'm man a we appreciate fan. that, and and likewise, I just got those something there before we cut off, man. I forgot to put the laughing faces. On my super chat, man. That's what went wrong on that walk on stage. <laughs> when I sent it, I said, "Shit, it's gonna look like I'm dead serious." But me and Saul just be messing with him, you know. And and uh, I I I use my uh instead of my Inspire the Block account, I use the Middle Passes Media. Oh, on YouTube, bro. <laughs> let me address this, yo, bro. This the thing, right? When we moderated <laughs> in that thing, right? I didn't yeah. know it was you, man. So I'm like, I, I'm I'm the I'm the person where like if anybody comes in there with that nonsense, I throw them out. I don't even yeah. give them the chance to come back, right? Uh -huh. so, so when I heard that, I'm like, oh man, fuck this guy, right? But then when I found out it was you, I was like, oh no, that's my <laughs> man. I'm like, yo. Oh my like, god, man, that joke was hilarious, though, bro. <laughs> like, like I said, and, and, and I told myself I was gonna tell Uncle Tep. It's usually we just joking with you. Like when Saul did that, he don't even know Uncle Hotep is black. You know, so we just be really messing with him. You know, what I'm saying? Do, bro. This I is know. Uncle Hotep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just you know, and, except my thing was, and the real shit on everything, I forgot to put the laughing emojis in there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, when he yeah. when he when he did read it, I'm like, oh fuck, this gonna sound like some hating ass shit. But I was like, damn, I did give a super chat, so should have known that you know it was me. But hey, people, like, people pay you more money to hate on you. Yeah, what you, you, bro? You know that yeah. people, yeah, are attracted to negativity more so than anything. Because when he said when he was like, uh, middle, uh, uh what he, I think it was, I did a five ninety nine. I said five ninety nine from Middle Passes Me. I said, oh shit, that was the wrong one. I didn't even realize I was even logged into that one. Bro, yeah, I, I just felt terrible. I thought, yo, know, I, I, I was gonna. Once you said it was you, I was like, oh, oh man, I'm like, come on, man. We, yo, no. That's home team right there. I know home team. Like to me, the way I look at this whole little, this little group that we're curating yeah. now, I feel like, man, it's growing. I feel like you know, chatting them on Aquarian Anarchy, the whole taps, man, mm. us, Felicia Killing, like everybody, man, Julian, the yep. blue collar. I feel like all of us are connected man and we you know everybody is is trying to be something that's going to be real special going forward you know what i mean i, I look yeah. at it all as home team we might not all be like know each other personally like that mm -hmm. but i feel like as things the maj and all of them guys man everybody who's who's down yeah sunny john these are big people so i'm, yeah. I'm not gonna knock down sunny johnson like that because I, mm -hmm. I look up to what she does you know what i'm saying oh yeah but, man that's that's man that's, yeah. that's man come on i now, look yeah. up to what she does but the thing is the fact that i'm even connected through y'all or whatever i look at it all as home team so i never look at anything that could be said as a negative thing I, it's all jokes man it's all love i know yeah that's the same same here i mean i i love this community that we got you know what i'm saying i mean we all don't necessarily agree on you know the same shit but we have a respect for one another that's out this world Definitely, you know, like, bro. like i said me and saul met on on, on twitter now that's crazy i thought y'all like me 
No, nah, we've been knowing each other for, I would say, about a year. Really? Yep, we met on Twitter. Uh, Naomi did an interview of me on uh, on that, over there with uh, the one, the one they got called 50 Shades of, uh, of Red. Okay. Naomi did an interview of me because I found her on Twitter, same way. And she introduced me to Saul and, like, man, listen, that's my brother. Yeah, like, we, we were just together last night. See? You know? See? Starting to leave TV, just you know everything that we doing, and like I said, everything everybody that's involved with this circle, I just see us just growing as this this nice circle, man. It's gonna be so solid, and like you say, with Maj, Autumn, Sunny, the Hoteps, uh, uh, Chad, and, and and Brody, and all of them, man. You, Yo, like I said, Brody, my man, man, Brody. How can I forget <laughs> Brody, man. Ebony and all of them, man. Ebony, all of them. Like Yo, I met them, man. I met. I had the privilege of meeting them all at the Solutionary Summit when they came down here. Um, yeah, yeah, last yeah. Year. We sat down, drank, got got a little drunk, and all that. I can't wait until everything opened back up, man. Because you know what we're gonna do. You know, I, I want to mention this before we go. You know what what happened was through through all of this, uh, we started a, um, a social content sharing program, man. It's mm -hmm. it's, it's it's coming out. It's it's a blog. It's 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 a um. It's, it's a blog. You're going to be able to uh, post like long form blog entries. You're going to be able to post short form ones. Uh, it's it's going to be something great. And we're, we're calling it, the, you know, Jean Core Project. And, you know, okay. every every Monday we're building a blog with Hotep Jesus on his channel. Uh, I saw that. At, at, at 9, 9 p.m. Eastern every Monday night. Uh, me, Chad from Aquarian Anarchy, one of the hosts. Oh, yo, shout out to Marcus, too, man. And, and Nico. Yeah, Mark man. and Nico. Yep. Wonderful people, man. And, you know, but it's, it's, it's me, Chad. Um, Rita Mansoor and uh, my buddy Anthony Bailey, man, shout out to Ant, man. And um, you know what we're doing is, you know, we're building this 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 blog, and mm -hmm. you know, I feel like what we're all doing by doing this, man, we're we're putting out the kind of content, man, that is gonna really change things, man. We're not just doing this for a grift, man. We're doing this to change the world. Mm -hmm. We really are. Like you know, we have the four pillars of Jean Core, where it's you know we have finance. We have small businesses, you know, we have a uh, culture and we have mental health. Mm -hmm. And uh, what we're trying to do is, man, we're trying to make sure that whatever we put out into this world helps actually change what's going on. Because let me tell you something, man, we can't keep having the echo chamber that we've had the last even, I'm going to say the last 12 years. Yeah. Everybody just blames Trump. But, you know, we got to go back to when everything first started, you know, yeah. with, mm -hmm. with the way media has been used. To, to like media is not even used the way it once was. You know, it was one time yeah. you turned on Dan Rather and Dan Rather would say a bombing happened and this will happen. Mm. They figured out that they can make money off of the news. And now yeah. you have no kind of balance in there. And what we're trying yeah. to what we're trying to provide is actual value to the community. Actual mm. value. So I mean everybody out there, man, if you guys can check us out, man, we're launching this thing and I think it's gonna be something really, really special. And, no if, and you guys, I hope that you contribute, write some entries, you know, everybody out there, you know, mm -hmm. johncourt.com if you want to contribute, I mean, you know, we're willing. I think because I had, when me, uh, when they had shut us down, I had checked out a couple of them, but me and Saul was uh, dealing with the Lee Bray TV. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the content on there because we, our Monday had opened up, but uh, no, I'm, I'm with it. Trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to check it out. It's, it's similar to what I do on my Middle Passage Media. I write blogs on there and I put up daily news stories, but it's all balanced. You're right. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have one 
uh, a particular news dominating the other. I give everything from conservative politics, liberal politics, headline. I, and I, I do this every morning. You know, I even got uh, black news. I got uh, uh, what's the other segment I got, which is dealing with uh, criminal justice. So you're right. I'm trying to put some information out there, man, that's that's going to really make a difference. Not just the same bullshit all day, every day. You know? Information, not affirmation. Exactly. Yep. Information. I agree. Not affirmation. Well, listen, my brother, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, I like appreciate I said, the invite, man. Thank you, brother. No, come on, man. You my guy. Like I said, when I first met you, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just saying, that's my nigga right here, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can say that. <laughs> We're on our own platform. We on Libre TV, our own platform. I forgot, I man. That, that's how I felt when I first, when we first conversed. I'm like, yeah, my guy, somebody that I really could, I see you as somebody like I could have grew up with and be still cool to this day, 20, 30 year relationship. Same, same, brother, you know same. what I'm saying? And and that's why I appreciate everything you do and being you know just even like I say want to come on the podcast. You, and I want on. you to come on. We we got we gonna talk off air, man, because I don't want to suck up no more to, to, to the people right. time. <laughs> Everybody out there, don't forget Libre TV. You know, hey, you saw G baking up a, a beautiful cake, and also you can go check out Middle Passions Media. That's my media company, and uh, you know, they also two people go out there catch some get some of the Middle Passions Media hoodies and stuff out there. You yeah, look good in it. Once again, this has been the um, Correct the Felon podcast. Jonesy, y'all go check him out, Wasted Talent uh, podcast. Hey, it's like we say in the hood, that's some real crack right there. You hear me? And I mean that in a good way. It's not a bad way. So it's that good. It's that good. And once again, hey, salute to everybody out there in listening land and viewing land. Right. Hashtag John Core Fit. I forgot about that. Go ahead. John yep. Core Fit challenge. Yo, I told Saul. It's so all getting in. I'm looking like a thick ass bag of groceries right now. So I'm I'm locked in. <laughs> Please, everybody. Hashtag John Core Fit. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this here. I'm gonna put it um I'm gonna put it inside the uh on, on the for the audio versions. I'm gonna put it in the description. I appreciate so, you, brother. Uh, yep. All right, <laughs> uh, everybody, salute.